look at all these people that you've worked with, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Phil Jackson, there's this saying, there's a famous Russian author that wrote, and I'm gonna butcher it, but he basically said, you know, all happy families are happy in the same way, and all unhappy families are unhappy in different ways, meaning, you know, to succeed, there's like a straight and narrow path. Mm -hmm. To fail, there's a million ways to that's fail. Right. Do you right. think that's true? Do all these guys have common mi mindset? Obviously, you are psychologist. You're psychologist, yeah, yeah, right? right? So you're working right. with the brain. I don't know if you're a psychiatrist. You're no, not, no, you're not no, I'm not dispensing meds. <laughs> no, no. Although some of these no, no. dudes need meds. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yes, well, the straight and narrow, the straight and narrow path. The you know, based on the way the universe is, there's laws. Right. That you know, and so if you live in harmony with the way things are, with the way laws are, right, then you're probably going to be on the right path. What do you? Let's say today's your last day on planet Earth, mm -hmm. and you don't even have time to write this book. Right, it's a great book. Right, the mindful athlete. But you only have to do leave one, or maybe two, of those laws that get you in line with you know this universal success formula. What do you think one and number one or number two is? Be here now and be yourself. Be here and now and be yourself. The present moment, be in the present moment and, and just be yourself. Or, or how do I want to say that? Just be happy. What's a, what's a story you haven't told many people on Kobe or Jordan or Phil Jack? I know some of the stuff you obviously have some confidentiality right. about. Any good stories you could share? People love to hear about, yes. about that. Yes. What's your favorite Kobe Bryant story? And it's, it's interesting because he and I just had this conversation in January when I came out to LA to visit him. And I said, Kobe, do you remember when I told you the best way to score is not to try to score? And he said, yeah, he had 16 points in the first quarter. Oh, really? Yes. Right then? Yes. And we, we could argue because he ended up having a game with 81 points. Okay. And I think Phil took him out a little bit. <laughs> took him, you know. So yeah, he, he had 81. Yeah, he would yeah. have had more than 81 right. or something. He got so, taken out. So, yeah, the story is just a... So was that after you told him that piece of uh -huh. advice? Yes, it was after. So he said he, he, he told me that, um, that he never forgot that. Huh. Yeah. So when he just got in a place of relaxed, let all the skills that he's built up over years of practice just, yeah, just, flow. just, just, just go be with what is and just go with it. Yeah. Just go with it. Just, just be in flow. But he was in it, um, big time. So that's eighty-one point advice. Is it hard to get Jordan to do something? Uh, yes, I think it is. Yes, <laughs> obviously. And now he's a billionaire. I read. Yeah, 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 yeah. He hit the billion dollar mark. Did he change a lot, personality-wise? Or has he um, always been kind of similar? He's, he's pretty much, he's been the same. It's just that he's not playing, so it's different. But he's still competitive. I uh, hear yeah, he's still competitive. He still doesn't put up with crap. <laughs> Are you working for the Knicks now? Yes, I am. So you're running the cycle, the, the kind of the... I'm doing, I'm doing some consulting. They, they have people in place, but I'm, I'm doing... This year, the Knicks need all the help they're, yes, they can get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's like if you buy property yeah. and uh, you notice that there's cracks in the ceilings and the walls and 
you patch it up and then you get another crack and then you say, okay, well, I wonder what the foundation is like. And you go downstairs and you realize the foundation is crappy. Right. And then you're working on a foundation and of course people driving by say, well, they're not really doing so much. Right. But in actuality, the hidden work, the foundational stuff, the change in the culture, that takes more time and it takes as much time as it takes. Yeah. And so that's the analogy that I like to use working with, with the team. That's where we're, we are. So right. when people say, oh, you're going to turn around next year or whatever, I said, it doesn't work like that. What works is you have to create the structure and then, then you get the right people in place. And, right. and then you, you, know, you just continue to get better each year. So to lose on purpose so that you get potential right. top red is ridiculous. Because right, because then it starts creating a habit. Of it's a habit. Yeah. That's right. And you never want to give, be in a habit of not, not competing to win. You think these guys that get to the top, when people, let's say somebody watching this, they, a lot of people aspire to great things in life, and you've dealt with those people already up there. You think the people at the top have a lot of common flaws? Common things that aren't in harmony? Pride, you know, getting thinking that they're responsible for it all when it was really lots of people helping them or just good genes. What do you see, like, top athletes? Do you see common weaknesses, or is everybody different? It's everybody's different, and then even with people's strengths, their strengths may be different, but at the same time, there's a commitment to excellence, right. and also there's an intelligence or there's a, a willingness to be able to focus and deal with distractions. Right. And That's a to, big thing. You're, these yeah. guys... You're competing, or women, athletes at the highest level, the Coliseum, 18,000 people are yelling at you. All the pressure of the world, you know your contracts and all your life depends on this performance. And that's one of the things you specialize in, helping people in that moment to just be like, snap their fingers, realize they're in that moment, enjoy the moment, and let the pressure kind of fade away. Yes. Is that yeah. an oversimplification? No, that's, it's, it's, it's accurate because at the end of the day, you just have to be yourself. Right. And just do what you do and not, and not focus on how you're doing or what other people are thinking. Right. So there's the, the field or there's the court, and then there's people in the stands. Right. So the people in the stands shouldn't have any impact on what's on the court or the, or the field. Now they can cheer for you, which you right. know you can, or they can or boo, you. boo you. But I read an interesting study. It said booing definitely affects players. It was interesting. They did like a study of free throws when people mm-hmm. are at home and they're clapping right. for you. People right. shoot better. Right. Not everybody, but in general. Yeah, players. yeah. But but that's where the mental training can be so helpful. So that, or you ask yourself, how can someone like MJ shoot a free throw when there's 15,000 flashes going off at right. the moment he's shooting? Right. And that's because you just focus, or how can Kobe stay focused when you got um, Chris Rock and other people trying to talk to him? And right. He's, and he, he, just, he just focuses on, because see, that's the thing, you got to stay on the court. What's in the stands won't affect you unless you allow it to. Right. And so that's the same thing with distractions, whether it's it's in a lot of distractions are internal. Oh, I missed that shot, or I got to make this shot instead of just go up and shoot. Yeah, there's no there's no thinking. It's just do it. You yeah. just just get out of the way. Just create space so you can just let the body but do you what to it be does. Doing a lot of practice before. That's this. exactly right. So it's not just because a lot of I see two extremes. One is people go, I'm just gonna envision my success and then I'm gonna get it, and they forget to put in the actual. That's right. 
cold, hard work, practical work, you know? Right. And then there's other people that are just putting in the work and are never mindful. So I guess you could be at either well, two the, either extremes. you got to get to the middle place. Right. And, and the interesting thing is that the mind can trip us up or it can support us. Right. So even if you didn't get a good practice in, but if you're in the moment and you're just focused, you could still play well or you could still right. make the shot, even though you may not have practiced as much. But it's your quality of mind and your ability to, to even recall one of the times when you were able to do it correctly and right. just be there. Because you see this all the time. You see somebody that shoots 40, 50 percent and it's the end of the game and they go up and hit two free throws like right. they do it all the time. Exactly. But what's different? Their mindset. Yeah. Yeah, they can. And their react. attitude and, and their ability to let the body do, yeah, do what it does. Some shooting free throws like DeAndre Jordan, right. Dwight Howard. They have perfect form. It's all mental. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's not all mental. They're strong maybe, so it, it's a little bit harder to hit. But for the most part, you can tell. Because like you said, sometimes when everything's going right, they'll hit every shot. Right. So they should be able to do it again. So it's the mind. Yeah, well, there's a combination of the mind-body and... And whether you're distracted or not, or whether you're, what I, I like to say to people that I work with, I'm not really interested in whether you say, oh, I missed a shot, oh, darn, I shouldn't miss that shot. I'm more interested in, okay, why did you miss it? Did your elbow, you know, what, right. what do you need to correct so that you make the next one? And then you have to let that go and then step up and make the next shot. Yeah. It's really that simple, but at the same time, when you get into, when you get into a pattern, like, Somebody asked me a question at a presentation the other day. They said, how do you deal with a slump? Right. And I said, I quoted... A losing streak. Yeah, yeah, a losing streak. I quoted Yogi Berra. He said, I ain't no slump. I just ain't hitting. Right. So, in other words, if you think you're in a slump, you're in a slump. Right. And really, in actuality, you miss several shots, whether it was or you struck out, didn't get a hit for the last five at-bats, let's say. Right. The only bat that exists is the one you have now. Right. And so if you can be focused on that and just be at bat and just be there for that at bat and just you'll be fine. But if you bring all of those other things, yeah. all of those other misses or mistakes or whatever you want to call them, now you're saying that you have to make this one because you're trying not to make a mistake. And anytime you try not to do something, you do it. Right. Pretend I'm the Michael Jordan of ping pong. What would you tell uh, Jordan in a case like this? There's always a method to his madness, and it's usually about how do you alter consciousness? How do you alter how things occur to people? Do you think a lot of that stuff, though, was above people's heads when he was talking about that? But you don't have to understand it to do it. Okay. Sometimes, the most of the time, understanding comes after you do it. Right, so but, they would do it, and yeah. then they would build kind of like yeah, well, mental understand. muscle memory kind of thing? Yeah, because some, some of the learning is what we call uh, implicit or non-declarative. So you're learning things, but you, you can't declare it. I'll give right. an example. You learn how to ride a bike. Right. How do you describe that? Once you learn how to ride a bike, you can ride a bike. Right. That's so non-declarative. comes after Yeah, but you learn it, but you don't know you have it. Right. Because, you, you know, it's because not everything is visible. Some stuff is invisible. And it's not to be, you can't put it in language. It's, it's pre-verbal pre or you just can't explain it. But you can know it. It's just like some things you can't explain it, but you know it when you see it or when you feel it. Right. So what would be, any, would you ever do, let's say, let's say this is basketball, not ping pong. Yeah. What, what would be a mental 
Would there be any training kind of that? I yeah, the try? training is just to okay. be here now and just to be able to play and just let the game speak to you without you bringing the distractions of what you have to do later or what didn't happen before or even you focus trying too hard or saying you got to win this because your life depends on it or you're, you know, like say they call a ball out that was in right. and you're preoccupied with the, what, was, what the call was, right. you're not in the next play. Right. And so as a result of that, it affects your play. You see that in tennis all the time. Right. And so the idea is it doesn't really matter what they do. What matters is the next play. Right. The so next, right there in the, Right. So let me try. I'll try to ignore all the cameras. That's exactly right. And so ignore then... The, so you ignore the miss. No, you no, go, you don't ignore the miss. I mean, you don't ignore the miss. But you, you notice, okay, so there's a part of you that knows why you miss or what you have to do different the next time. Right. That's all you, that's all you want to do is make a mental note of... Of making the adjustment. That's it. In my book, I talk about be like water. This is what right. Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee talks about. Right and water um, yields, but it also wears down because it just flows. It keeps going. Yeah. And so for us, whatever life throws us, if we can accept it, we might not like it, accept it and say, but given that this is what's happening, what's the best um, decision I can make? What do I need to attend to? Yeah. And what do I need to focus on that would give me the best chance of achieving the goal I want. So you have to have that space and sometimes you do it and then it doesn't work out but then you think about it, then you go back and reflect on it and then you go and again and you might have to go over it. So it's like mindfulness each time you get a little bit more information. Right. And then it's like once again the jigsaw puzzle. So you keep putting pieces together, and then at some point you get enough of a critical mass where you know what the scene is. Yeah. Perfect practice makes perfect. Right. So practice is very important because you learn, it's learning, practicing, and performing. So what you learn, you have to practice. And then you're always looking to get out of your comfort zone, so you want to add to your game, add to, I say if you just have a backhand, you want to work on your forehand. Right. And in certain situations, you, you, it's what we call deliberate practice. You have to get a lot of reps on how you're going to play. So if you have a good backhand but a, or a good forehand and a bad backhand, then you stop playing. You're going to lose matches because you're working on your backhand. But right. at some point when, you're, right. when so the learning curve goes up, right. then all of a sudden you don't have that weakness anymore. So the idea would be there's a scouting report on how to play you. And so you take that scouting report, and then it tells you what you need to work on. Right. And so now... Instead of being freaked out by it or take it as negative they're, they're, they're helping you improve your game. Right. That's what you're talking about. If, if everybody, like we were talking about upstairs, about the black and white mentality of right or wrong, if you start taking the feedback as, like you said, a scouting report on oh. what you need to adjust... Right. Or what if we called it skillful and unskillful? Okay. That would right. be a lot easier than the judgment of bad or good, skillful or unskillful, wholesome, unwholesome. That worked, it didn't work. It's that right. simple. Yeah, that's how I always say. I always call it cause and effect, meaning if you didn't do something, instead of thinking of it, you did bad, you go, if I do that again, this is a likely effect. So if you don't like the effect, you, you have, have to, to change. change the cause. And a lot of the cause usually has to do with technique, mentality, um, uh, tech, you know, uh, strategy. Right. But most of it is development. 
on you is telling just, you. What about ignorance? There's so many. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that's, see, that's that's exactly right. So what is ignorance? Not knowing, right? right? Exactly. Like so the whole brands that we have are all about. So the what's I, what's the antidote to ignorance? Knowledge. There you go. Or 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 wisdom, right. or understanding. So let me end by asking this last question here. What really, you know, there's that Thoreau quote that I like, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. Desperation, yeah. So you, your whole life, been able to deal with these people that are not living a life of quiet desperation. And actually, this is kind of at the beginning, but see, you know, if you have a slightly different take on it, what makes whoever it is, Jordan, Dr. J, not live a life of quiet desperation. Obviously, there's some genetics. They were born with a few things in their favor, but what else, what is that thing that makes these people just stand out when most people, their lives are just, by their own admission, desperate? I think it's, it's, it's simple. It's just being who you're, who you are who you were supposed that masterpiece, connecting with that masterpiece inside. So they identified, they knew themselves? Yes. And then they drew out all the best from themselves. Right, right, and they, and they used the current situation to express themselves. Right. And even when they didn't express themselves, they know they weren't, so then they would adapt to make sure that they can express themselves. But everything is part of it. Like I had to go through all my you play my dragons in order for me to be because people could say okay what if you didn't get hurt and you played college basketball right I don't look at it that way I look at it like everything that happened had to happen for me to be who I am now right and so it's an embracing that and then and then choosing to live based on certain qualities choosing to live a life that is consistent with who I choose to be or my core values and 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 you know, understanding that okay, this is why I'm here. This is what I was put here to do. Well, good. Well, I hope everybody gets your book. If you want, this is the autograph copy. This is my me. Autographed by him. <laughs> so check it out, George Mumford, the Mindful Athlete. And uh, thanks so much, man. It's been awesome, it was man. Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. My ping cool. pong game. I feel like I'm getting better. <laughs> we'll be the Michael Jordan ping pong. <laughs> All of you, be afraid. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks so much. You're welcome.